I guess we can okay. just get the show started. Yeah. Is there anything you want to bring up first? Um, I don't have any lyrics. Still no lyrics. Still no lyrics. Oh no, it's time for number two podcast with no lyrics Cause my cousin did not write anything that she said she was gonna do But that's okay cause we screw up all the time And we're just doing our best in this life to get by on the number two podcast Number two podcast. It's okay to mess up, cause you're just talking to family. I'm your cousin, you're my cousin. Your brother is family, your mother is family, your cousins are family, your kids are kind of family. <laughs> they are. They're, they're the same blood. Oh, really? How lovely. Yes. Same blood. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, look, cuz, I guess we're officially started since you didn't write any lyrics. And I, I'm pretty sure the last time we spoke, you said you were going to write lyrics. And I did, and I felt really committed. Committed to what? To writing the lyrics. <laughs> well, good job, cuz. You even had an extra week. I know. I know, but things. Happen and I let me just say this: I had to take pain medication this past week. For what? Just stuff. Oh, oh. For uh, but hemorrhoidio and yeah. Did, yeah. did we ever decide what to name the the second one? No. Oh, hemorrhoidio um, and someone Pila. suggested pita. Pita? No, yeah. pita's a food. I don't want to think about food hanging out of your butt that's causing you pain. Well, Peter, like pain in the ass. Oh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh goodness! <clears throat> Somebody asked me at work how I was doing, and I was like, um, and it was a guy. I was like, you know, by that I get frustrated. Like it irritates me. I don't know why. I guess the pain or it's uncomfortable. I would and, imagine. And he was like, "So how you doing?" I'm like, you know what. I literally have a pain in my ass. Three of them. Uh, but uh, we're not going to start off with the. Yeah, I mean, we got a pretty detailed update last time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, I'll update you next week after I have my doctor's appointment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Let me know. It's Monday. So I'll find out if I have to go under the knife. All right, so aside from hemorrhoids, how's everything else going? What's been going on? Anything interesting happened um, to you in the past few weeks? Things have been okay. Um, I think the the issue with, you know, what Marcelo is facing is kind of like really starting to sink in with everybody. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> talked about this publicly, so if you want to fill in everybody who might be listening, please do. Well, Marcella is both my mom and your mom's sister. She's our aunt. She's our aunt, yeah. And yes, our aunt. And she, um, in February, started having like some 
uh, I get pain in her shoulder and, you know, lack of the, I don't want to say medical doctor that she's been seeing, his, I don't, his lack of practice maybe, he uh, kind of overlooked a mass uh, from an x-ray that was on her right upper lung at what turned out to be a cancerous tumor or mass that attached itself to her upper right shoulder blade. And basically, the cancer's been eating away. So she's been in constant, I can't even imagine the pain since February. And so in the beginning, she seemed, when I visited with her, she seemed, you know, still in pain, but she seemed in good spirits. Um, despised the circumstances. And basically, she was kind of told, you know, that it wasn't good, um, and they really didn't know what they were looking at until they did further testing, which the insurance, I think, is just a, a, I don't know, it's just horrible. It sounds like it's a cruel system. It's a joke. It's a joke where people basically pay and when they really need it. Well, I can't say that about all things. insurance, but whatever insurance she has, from what mom tells me, she wasn't even able to go visit uh, a hospital in in our hometown. She had to go to like the town over to get medical right. treatment, which right. is ridiculous every, to me. Every single um, specialist, which when you're dealing with cancer, from what I know and people that I've talked to that have had it or have experienced you know, with family members, there it's not just one doctor. It's several different specialists that have to be seen, and every single one of them require a referral. And it's not like, okay, you send this referral over to the insurance, and they send it back. And say, okay, we're working on. It. You know, go ahead, start your procedure or your, your whatever you need to do. Hers has taken like weeks, so. The only thing that she's been able to do is medicate herself with pain medication. And yesterday she went for her MRI and PET scan. And I just thought, you know, Julie's been, Julie, her middle child, has taken on a lot of responsibility by helping and I think making things happen with these doctors not just waiting to say oh well we're waiting on the doctor no julie like gets up and like no we need something done today we need something done now yeah mom told me that it was basically julie who who took her to the doctor and and forced them to look her over correctly and that's how they were able to find the tumor right because the doctor that she was going to her primary care physician was like i told you there's no sense of spending all this money on doing all these tests when all it's going to come back is that you need to have surgery and you're not being a, uh, you're not going to comply with what's required. And there's no point of doing all this stuff if you're not going to comply with what the recommendation is. And Julie was like, no, that's your mistake. You need to do whatever you need to do to get her out of pain. <clears throat> and when he finally looked at the paper by the results and did the MRI, he was like, it's, you know, it's not good. And basically said when things like this happen, 
and these technicians sending these reports, I guess they're called technicians, but do these ultrasounds and MRIs and x-rays, that they're like, make the doctors look like they weren't doing their job because they note in their highly recommended, you no know, further review or testing found mass on this. And Julie was like, yeah, you, you'd got caught with your pants down. Yeah. You didn't do what you're supposed to do. So it's kind of, you know, I don't want to sound selfish, but it's like, you can't imagine what they're going through because it's their mom. It's, you know, our aunt, but it's your mom and my mom's sister. Right. And you're, you want to help and do things, but it's like, you know, the only thing really that I know that I, I feel like is the most powerful thing to do is just be supportive, you know, check in on them, visit, um, and just, you know, the most powerful thing I think is this, is, is prayer because, I mean, it's basically like we're watching her deteriorate. And I know yesterday was a really hard day for Julie. Not to add on that, you know, she recently found out she's pregnant. Right. It's it's a it's a time when she has good news and bad news. Yeah. It, yeah. And it it's just a lot of not knowing, a lot of waiting, uh, having to give up some control because you really have absolutely no control, no control of anything. And I know what was really, I think what really kind of hit hard for all of us or really them and my mom too is Thursday, I believe it was, um, she, Marcella, had, she has a two-story house, and she has to stay downstairs because it's getting too hard for her to go upstairs. So she got up around 3 to go to the restroom and fell. And and basically was on the downstairs restroom floor for about three or four hours before um, she was found. And she didn't want to go to the, you know, to the ER with an ambulance, but they were, the ambulance was able to get her up in the chair because you can't grab her on her right side. Oh, yeah. She's just in pain. Um, so we kind of invited Julie out last night just to kind of help, you know, maybe. Right. Just take her mind off. Get her out. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. I think I hope she kind of enjoyed it. But we really didn't spend a lot of time together after we went to the casino. <laughs> Did y'all win anything? No. Damn it, cuz. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't any profit. That's okay. Did y'all at least have a good time? Yeah, I, I think she did. I think it just, and that's why I told her, like, if there's anything we can do, even if it's babysitting the kids or you know you coming over I, I, it's just so hard to try to there's not really you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. know hey i'm the worst at this i have i i am not capable of offering like inspirational words or consoling i can only listen 
And I haven't even done that. I haven't called any of Marcelo's kids to just to check on them. I, I was able to talk to Marcelo one day uh, just earlier this week because, you know, obviously I wanted to, to call her and talk to her and check on her, but I figured mm-hmm. she was busy. And plus, again, I, I just don't know what to say in those situations. I just wanted to let her know that I was thinking about her and obviously that I'm concerned and I care about her, love her. Yeah. But I, and, and, you know, when we talked, it, it, she, I guess she was medicated then. And, um, you know, we, we didn't get too into what was going on with her because I didn't want to bring it up because I'm sure, mm-hmm. and I know when I get sick, I get tired of telling the same story over and over. Because, yeah. So I was just letting her just tell me what she wanted to. And she told me she was in pain and stuff like that, which upset me because I hate to hear that. Yeah, and That's kind of what Julie was saying last night is that she she's basically you know accepted the fact that she has cancer and and you know she understands the possibility of her maybe you know losing her life to it, but she yeah, and that's the thing I've been avoiding. All she wants is the pain. I, that's the thing I've been avoiding even saying. It's like I don't want to think that because I don't want to go directly to the negative side, but my personality, I'm a worry wart. When I heard the diagnosis, the first thing I thought was, Oh my God, you know, this, this yeah. isn't good. And then, you know, just less than a year ago in September, we lost our oldest aunt Gloria. And now here we are, what, like nine months well, later, we're finding out seven, yeah. like our, our aunt is diagnosed with stage four cancer. Yeah, and the, the the I mean to add on to that, it's they are basically suspecting that it's not just on the right upper lung attached to the shoulder blade. Yeah, they think the it, chances that it's elsewhere are very high based off of her um, symptoms and everything else, and. <clears throat> It's, it's, she, yesterday, Julie said, you know, she didn't take any of her pain medication and she was not very coherent. And because, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's still in her system from like the days before. And that's why she's kind of out of it. But, but Julie thinks it might be something else. How do you, yeah. I mean, how do you tell them it's going to be okay when, you you know it's not that you want to think negative or you want to be supportive and positive, but we really don't know if it's going to be okay. Yeah, and you don't want to think that. It's just given the situation. That's why I keep saying like the only thing that we can really really do is just pray that she finds comfort in some type of healing or you know to not be in so much pain because that's what she wants. She doesn't want to be in pain. She just wants the pain to go away. Right. So, and it's kind of, it's, the selfish part of me is like, you know, what, what's happening to our family? You know, I felt like before we used to be so big and the cousins from Houston, I mean, every right. gathering we were all together and then slowly, you know, our grandparents passed. And 
I don't know if it's because of our age or my age that I didn't realize that they were, I didn't realize if they suffered. It didn't seem like it. Like, you know, they got sick. You know, grandpa died. He had a heart attack. He suffered as far as with his amputations and things like that. But still, he was still. He was still. And you could talk to him. He was still a dirty old man. Yeah. Up until the very (laughs) end. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and, and then he had a heart attack right so he was gone you know what i'm saying we didn't really see him like in pain yeah and grandma had cancer and she was in pain but i, I don't know if it's because of our age we weren't really that to witness so much of it but it seemed like she didn't suffer very long you know what I'm, i don't know well from the Is time that, she was diagnosed till she the time she passed away, it was about a span of three months. It took her pretty quickly. But in that three-month mm-hmm. time, she did suffer. I mean, I, there were times when I went to visit her, and she was just moaning in pain. And yeah. it was hard. Yeah. And especially, you know what? I Might as well, look, hey, you know, we, we had a segment in the first show, Family Secrets. Mm-hmm. Might as well get into some Family Secrets. Family secrets. You like that? Don't say anything. (laughs) Family secrets. You like that theme song? I do. I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, look, not to make light of anything that we're talking about, but I have to make light of what we're talking about. Because always some light. Yeah, because we're about to get pretty dark. (laughs) During that time when Grandma was sick, that was the time when, when uh, we were dealing with a lot of stuff with with our uncle Bones and whatever mess he had gotten into and had pulled Grandma and Grandpa into. It was hard to be around Grandma because he always had to be there, and I don't know what he was going through at the time, but. You know, we talked before about how we didn't really feel safe around him. And I don't know what he was, if he was trying to pull something over. But he, and I would like to think that some of it was motivated out of love, but I can't believe that all of it was. But he, Mm -hmm. he just would not leave grandma's side. Even when they were like changing her and stuff like that, it was, it was uncomfortable. And it was really difficult to go visit her because you would have to put up with bones right? and whatever. Oh, or, or just his girlfriend at the time who, you know, I won't say her name, mm-hmm. but you know, she would be up there sometimes too. And I know grandma didn't appreciate that. And here she was on her deathbed and she still had to put up with that nonsense. Right. And, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was, damn, <laughs> I was 21 about to turn 22. In fact, I turned 22 two days before grandma passed away. And, uh, it was, it was a really difficult time and seeing her in that pain and having to push through the emotional pain of dealing with bones and, and his, his bullshit that he was bringing to the table really made it difficult. It was a strain on, I think the the whole family and not to 
just like, you know, not trying to gang up on just him, but I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. He just, I, I, I kind of, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I think then I, and I hate to be so vague, but I can't be specific about it either because I don't really even know everything that he was. I, I know that he was causing a lot of problems for the family. Mm-hmm. I know I, in my heart, I feel like he had some mental problems too that he just never dealt with that were really surfacing. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the stress of seeing his mother dying didn't help matters, but it certainly, it certainly made his behavior worse around the family or with, or at least. At least the uh, I think the relationships with the family. Yeah, there was a lot of anger, yeah. a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blaming. Yeah, and I think in a situation when it now looking back and seeing and deal and I won't say dealing with because I'm not dealing with it, but witnessing and being an outsider, I look back and I even look at what what's going on in the family right now, and sometimes. Everybody deals with their, you know, those challenges or, or life, I don't want to call them obstacles, but they deal with their situations differently. Right. And I think the family secrets, like we talked about before, you know, they, you know, grandma, the aunts and uncles and parents were brought up to believe that you could you know, pray to a saint upside down, or you could, you know, sprinkle whatever, and that would shoot evil away, or that would heal something. And I feel like that he was probably, he couldn't let go of not being in control. And he was going to try anything and everything to try to save her. And of course, the siblings, they're probably thinking you're 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 crazy. Yeah. Which I do think he, you know, was mentally challenged. Um but that's what he knew. And there's things going on right now that, you know, I've heard comments, you know, well, you know, maybe maybe the the you know, maybe family members could do more for, you know, to help out with, with Marcella, but if they don't know and they think they're doing what they can, you know, I'm not going to say you need to do more. Or you're wrong. You're wrong for not stepping up to the plate and doing this and doing that. That's what they've been taught. And in their heart, they may not even realize, gosh, I'm not doing what other people think I should be doing to help. Well, and I think that was with bones. I think he couldn't, I mean, I really think he got caught up in trying and reaching for anything and everything to save grandma because he knew without her, he wasn't going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I never, and yeah, I, ne- I never thought about it like that. That's. No, he, he didn't. I mean, cause he for, for years I, I carried some anger and resentment. I, I <clears throat> excuse me. For years, I carried some anger and resentment towards Bones because of the way he acted towards the end of Grandma's life and the way that the, the strife that it caused within our family. And it, it wasn't until years later that I started to think that maybe he had some mental problems 
and some mm-hmm. demons that he just never confronted. But I never thought how you just explained it. I never thought about him like that was his resource. That was his only way that he thought that he could help. I never thought about it like that. And it honestly, it eases some of the anger that I still have towards him a little bit. And don't get me wrong. I, I miss him because I remember as a kid, I had so much fun with bones. He was the coolest guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a cool blazer I always wore sunglasses and I don't know. He was just a lot of fun to be around. (laughs) He had guitars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guitars, drums, guns. Yeah. Guns. He was just a really cool guy. And you know, somewhere along the line, obviously I changed. I'm not always going to be a person, but I mean, I'm I'm always going to be a person. I'm not always going to be a kid. I'm going to grow up to be an adult and my views are going to change my ideas are going to change. And I guess, you know, that, that just didn't line up with the way that he always thought. So we would, you know, we butted heads a couple of times and we drifted apart, which makes me sad, but you know, there, there were some things that I just didn't like. Well, and I have to be honest, I hear like, even, I mean, I realized that, I mean, that recently, as far as that's what, you know, he was taught, that's what he was brought up. And I hear to this day, you know, that a lot of the bad things that happen or when people see changes in people that they feel like, you know, it has to do with some type of voodoo or, or, black magic or you know yeah somebody i i do i realize that that stuff does exist but i i still think of it as a superstition but i think that people who believe it can like have some sort of psychosomatic reaction that causes things to get worse like and, and i'm not completely free of superstition when a black cat crosses my path i still do the sign of the cross even though i know logically it's just a cat but yeah, still, just from years of having that associated with it. Plus, you know, it's it's not too bad to do the sign of the cross every now and then. No, not at all. But I also think, you know, bad things happen in life, period. I don't think it's because of the black cat. And I don't, sometimes I think it's, we need to take ownership of the choices we made. And I feel like sometimes, You know, it's hard for people to do that because they've been taught or they were surrounded with, it's always somebody else's fault or it's because of this darkness. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I can tell you one time a black cat crossed in front of me and I had the worst night. And I was like 16, maybe 17 it was horrible, horrible. And I I was like, I knew I shouldn't have gone out that night. And I saw that black cat cross in front of me. And I was like, I went out. It was the worst night. But also, from that day on, I was like, I am never going to give credit to a black cat bringing me negativity. Because... If you think back, you know, I don't want to get into what happened, but 
that was probably the best thing that could have happened because no telling what situation I'd be in had that not happened. Yeah, you'd be hunting down black cats. (laughs) Um, But I know it's just crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the whole point, I just, as I get older and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to, you know, I just realized that, you know, we people are, they're not born certain ways all the time. I guess what I'm getting at is they're taught. Right. You know, a baby doesn't come out saying, I'm going to practice voodoo. You know, right. Or I'm going to believe in, you know, cleansing with the egg. No, you know, they're taught. Or, I mean, they're not, not even born gonna, necessarily thinking, I believe in God. Right. They're, they're taught these things. And so I think, you know, we, 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 we come up, we grow up for what we were taught. So if you taught me to be peaceful and loving and have God in my life and those things, that's who I am. And, you know, if you taught me to focus on work and school, that's who you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. And if you, you know, and I feel like, I'm not saying grandma and grandpa taught, you know, bad thing. I'm just saying, it's just, I think it's that generate error i don't know yes and no i mean you mentioned you know about being taught to like pursue an education or whatever Mm -hmm. you know the the things you want in life are usually what you're taught and grandma and grandpa didn't have an education i mean they grew up during the depression they were put to work at a very early age neither one of them finished school I i don't think i don't even know if either one of them made it to high school so I think a lack of an education makes people gullible in a lot of ways. So some of yeah. these things that they believed in were because they didn't know any better. Yeah. I know. Personally, that's, that's my opinion. No, and I agree, but that's what I'm saying here. It's, I don't know. I think it's like what is happening around our city right now is, there's a lot of, you know, gang-related violence, and it's sad um, because some of it comes from housing projects, and, you know, it's like a vicious cycle. You know, people are born, and like I said, they're not born coming out of the womb with a gun in their hand. Right. But they become gullible in the environment, in the society we live in, and it's a lot easier to, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like we can't judge because it's not right. We know it's not right to deal. We know it's not right to deal. And those things, if, if you were taught, you know, my dad or my mom had to go steal whatever to give me food or couldn't go to work because they were taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just gets caught up in this cycle. It's really sad. But that's that's life. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. 
So, well, let me ask you this, because I'm not there. I don't get to see it firsthand. Do you see, are Marcella's girls working together better than our aunts and uncles were when grandma was sick? I, I'd like to say yes, but I, I don't, I, because of this age that I was when grandma and grandpa were sick, I don't remember, like, I can't say I paid attention or I knew because I didn't. And I think that was because of my age. Um, That's fair. And I would like to, I, I see, you know, Marcella's girls as doing what they know. And I feel, you know, I feel like Julie has a lot of responsibility on her because because she's more independent and that's a good thing because she needs her mom, but she doesn't, she, she needs her mom, but in a way where she needs her, you know, emotionally as a mother, you know, I don't, I hope I'm not speaking outside my, (laughs) this is my personal view. And I think a lot of times, from what I've seen, you know, Marcella's done a lot or wanted to do a lot for Felicia and, and Sarah. And so I think they, that's what they know. They know that their mom, you know, would cook and right. have things ready for them or watch the kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And I'm, I know that I'm they the do same, a lot for her. I'm the same way. When her. I come home to visit, mom asked me what I want and I pretty much just prepare a menu of, of the things that I want her to cook while I'm there. I'm a grown man. Yeah. I could, I could easily go there and just cook for myself. In fact, I should probably cook for my mother too. I was just saying, Hey mom, thank you for all the years of taking care of me. You don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. You're retired. <laughs> Let me do something yeah. for you. But when you, so when the, it happens all the time. Wait, let me just finish. Just one little defense for myself. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes at least, when I go visit mom, I'll buy the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm thinking, you know, she probably and by sometimes, really by sometimes I mean one time, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I intend sure, to do it more. But, and that's a good thing, but not that that's bad that you don't do it. It's just well, how it's been happening. And you don't, she does don't, my laundry when I visit too. <laughs> that's just sad. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> she likes doing it. <laughs> I know. I remember that time you called me, like, the smile on her face when she's seen your laundry bag. <laughs> <laughs> it, was so it was, that was, no, that was the first time I had been able to come home to visit for Christmas. And <laughs> I had been working so much at work, I didn't have time to do my laundry before I left. I just, I left straight from work with a couple of bags of dirty laundry and a bag with a couple of clean clothes that I still had left. <clears throat> she was probably happy to see me but I was holding a giant bag of dirty laundry and after she hugged me and everything before I knew it they were already being washed and I was like I just set these down here how how did you carry this heavy bag of laundry all the way back there and get a load going before I even got through greeting everybody who's here you're probably I remember you said man my mom the look in her eyes she was so happy <laughs> that is so wrong hey look oh, my goodness. mom still likes taking care of us I know and I think I, I know they do my mom does too and I feel like 
sometimes when they see that we can, we're doing things in our own. I know I feel like that with mine, like, you know, and I have Louise as my person that I can go to because my kids are grown and they're doing their own thing. They don't have that person to go to. And I don't, you know, that's, I don't know if they even need that person to go to, but wait, I'm a little confused. I, I, if, what do you, well, you're talking about Luis, your husband. Yeah. And, and I'm, you, who, who are your kids supposed to go to? I don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. Well, not that my kids, I'm talking about our parents. Oh, like our okay. Mom, okay. Our mom and I got you. Our mom, you know, so I don't like right now they, they've raised us and we're gone off. You know what I'm saying? And they still like to take care of us and want to do things. But when we're, we're growing and we're doing our own thing, right. you know, they're not as much there, not because they don't want to, or we don't want them to, it's just, you know, and so who, who is that person that they, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of weird. Well, yeah, because <laughs> they have, you have someone to spend time with and y'all take care of each other. Our parents are, right. are single and you know, they don't really have anyone to take care of them, but, right, and they don't have anyone really to take care of, which is in their nature to take care of people. Mm-hmm. So right. when, when we're around, we're the, the surrogate for that. They, they want to take care of us still. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty much. But I think for this, um, podcast, I, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to end it on a positive note. Yeah, let's. Because I have a very full house right now. Like I hear like two or three more people show up. Well, I heard some kids screaming in the background earlier. I wanted to say something, but you're in the middle of of giving a very impassioned uh, a dialogue or monologue, actually, because I didn't really get to say anything. Thought for the number two podcast <laughs> for today. I think it's just keeping an open mind and realizing that, you know, what we've been taught and growing up is, is not bad, but I also think that we should not pass judgment or hold resentment or look down at people because they were taught differently. Well, cause I wish I could agree with that. I agree with that somewhat, but it's very difficult. I I know it is. I don't want to be a judgmental person, but I find myself judging a lot of people a lot of the time. I know. I think it's just human natural instinct, but I think more so when we're dealing with such um, traumatic or, you know, illnesses, we, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't, you know, we might say, oh, well, I can why aren't you doing this? Or they should be doing this. Oh, no, I, I didn't mean like that. I just meant in everyday life. Like, look at this idiot. Oh. Look at that fool over well, there. Well, everyday life, because we were made to judge. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I know it's a commandment. You're not supposed to... Wait, is it a commandment? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm a, I used to be an no, altar boy. I shall not judge. No, it's not a commandment. <laughs> what? What was the... All right, maybe it's just in the Bible. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Is that something? That's in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's All in right. the Bible. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what verse or. Well, me neither. But, but yeah, I know you're not supposed to judge people, but 
I do it anyway. That's how I pick my friends. Yeah, it's hard. But, I mean, we have to go off of our gut feeling, which sometimes is our judgment on people. Yeah. And But I, I, I guess in everyday life, that's a normal. But in, like I said, when we're dealing with family, it's the, the last thing I feel like when we're dealing with a situation where there's, you know, like I said, an illness with what, like, Marcella's going through right now the last thing that we any of us should do is bring any type of negativity and pass judgment on what we think other people should do because until we are in that situation which i pray to god that we don't have you know none of us have to go through it right we cannot say what we would do yeah it's way easier to look from the outside and 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 call you know Oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. Well, yeah. Yeah. You think you would. Yeah. Well, this one wise man told me <laughs> the what ifs and the would haves and the could haves don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the wise man was the least towards. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. Well, yeah. you know what? If you're going to give some words of wisdom, I want to give some words of wisdom. And a wise well, man. What? Go ahead. I'm like, shoot, go ahead. Oh, go. okay, shoot. A wise man, he didn't tell me, but I heard him telling somebody else, do or do not, there is no try. Yep. You know who that wise man was? No. Yoda. Who's Yoda? From Star Wars. Oh my god! I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. I'm so disappointed in you because that's one of my favorite oh my movies goodness. of all time. Th- that series is one of my favorite film series of all time. Who's Yoda? I'm so, I'm so that's very. That's a great. Shut up. Quote from Yoda. All right. Oh, well, look. Let, let's let's move on. Do you have do you have more time, or do you have to go? I have to go because it's loud. We're I hear gonna, my mom now. We're going to put out a bummer, like a really all down, just sad podcast. <laughs> we're trying to end it on positive notes. Are we? You don't know who Yoda is. That's not positive. Well, look, before we end, I just, anyone who no, listened to this, on. anyone who's listening to this, please, 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 uh, if you, whoever you believe in, God or Buddha or Muhammad, who just please say a prayer for our Aunt Marcella. Send positive thoughts her way. And uh, f- not just for her, but for her kids and her grandchildren too, and, and for the whole family. I I always, when I pray at night for Marcella's health, I pray for God to give her children and her grandchildren strength, and her husband. Uh, let's not forget her husband's been by her side this right. whole time. To give them strength to help her continue to fight against this horrible disease and for us as a family to just be there and support her in any way that we can. So, you know, just, just, uh, please just keep her in your thoughts and, uh, hopefully we'll all get through this. Okay. Amen. All right. That's still not a, I mean, that's a, it's still kind of a downer. 
It's going you want to. Want me to go to my kitchen and hear some downers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's go. Who? Who? Uh, which sisters are there? Well, um, it's Lupi, Andrea, Brianna, Lupita, which are my nieces. Right. Uh, two nieces. My mom. Um, I'm not sure if Julie and Augustine are still here, and I'm not sure if Louise made it back yet. All right, look. Just go run through there real fast. Tell them that you're recording a podcast, and anyone who wants to say hi real fast. Let's just try and have a positive note. I don't know if they're even going to hear me. Okay, here it goes. Is it? Yeah. There you go. That, was, that wasn't even on speaker. Oh. I barely heard anything. Uh. You didn't hear anything? I mean, I barely. Well, it's loud. Hold on, let me see. Say hello. Say hello. Well, two-year-olds don't get to talk. Yeah, why would you try that? This is horrible. Oh, God. I'm sorry I said anything. Uh, Look, I'll hang up with you and I'll continue the podcast myself. I've got a house full of people that was not expected. Well, hey, look, man, you need to put a sign up on your door that says, "Hey, I'm working at ten o'clock. Got a podcast to record." (laughs) And I Uh, even have new outro music, no lyrics, of course. You need to to play it because we've been on fifty minutes. We're on. We're on target. All right. Well, it's not going to match with our current conversation, with any of the conversation, but here goes. <laughs> oh my god. It's time to say goodbye to your family and friends for the day. Actually, no, you can still hang with them anyway. I'm just gonna say goodbye to my number two cousin anyway. It's oh no, you did keep going. That was terrible. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible bit. There. We need to work on that one for sure. Yeah. Well, this we, was. We might just this, use that same background. No lyrics. <laughs> no lyrics. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I didn't know that we were going to jump right out of the gate with with Marcella. I had, I hadn't talked about it really publicly with anybody just because it's not a comfortable thing to talk about, but. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it's out there. It it does get uh, some of that. Here, let me let me turn this off real fast. It does get some of that. Uh, it, it feels good to get it off my chest. Not like I was carrying a dark secret or anything, but just it feels good to talk about it. And uh, you know, I, I I really do hope for the best, and I'll keep praying for, her, and I'm sure you will too. And I I hope I haven't reached out to any of I haven't reached out to any of her kids. I I need to do that. Yeah, I think they would like that. Yeah, even if it's a message or, like you said, a phone call. Yeah, I'm just going to call them and say, hey. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) I know things are tough right now, but I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. And I really... (laughs) I can't even do it, man. I'm not trying to make fun of this issue. No, no, no! That would maybe make someone laugh. <laughs> I hope, I hope they see it as a joke that I mean. 
yeah, that in good spirit, in good spirit. I wrote anyway. this song to make you smile. I'm going to say I can't walk for a mile because I'm fat and out of shape. Damn, I need to, I need to work on that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hopefully next time we'll have some happier things to talk about. Absolutely. I, I just think open mind, loving heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, look, since, since this is so weird, let's just end with the, the usual way. Okay. <laughs> Still sounds too happy. It's that time. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to number two podcast and our crew. And by crew, I mean number two cuz and me. We're gonna say goodbye now. So have a lovely day. Keep it beautiful and happy. Even though things aren't always so good. Just remember to find the silver lining in every rain cloud. It's gonna be okay. Cause time heals all wounds. They say I don't know if it's true. But time always helps you. Good lyrics. <laughs> All right, cuz. Oh, thanks, cuz. That one was right off the top of my head. But I'm used to this this uh, tempo, this this music. That's natural. <laughs> natural. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you, cuz. Well, so are you. All right. I hear a lot of noise uh, in the background, so okay. I'll let you go. And uh, okay, cuz. We'll talk later. Take care. Yes. Tell everyone I said you hello. Too. I love them all. We'll. I miss them all. <laughs> and I'm thinking about. Them. I will let them know. All right. Okay, good. Goodbye. 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 I'm hanging up now, cuz. Please do. Tired of listening to you. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. It's been a rough one, but hopefully you can find something to relate to and enjoy. Thanks for listening and take care.